Welcome to Women on the Line. I'm Giselle Hanna. On the program today, we look at the uprisings in Chile. Since October 2019, Chile has been crippled by rolling strikes across multiple sectors of the economy and generalised political rebellion in the streets. The cause of these uprisings at one point was the raising in price fares on the Santiago subway, but has since channelled people's general anger and frustration at political corruption and enduring poverty in that country. Juliana Rivas is a Latin American feminist. She studied sociology in Chile and she's worked in different public institutions in Chile in areas related to socio-urban issues. She participates in a group called Loque Latinoamericana Berlin and she's working to support the Chilean rebellion. Juliana starts here by addressing the unique features of the uprisings in Chile. First of all, it's from the end of the dictatorship, this has been, have been the most um, massive protests in the country and they're happening all around the, all around the country. Um, the biggest one was a month and a half ago uh, and in Santiago, only in Santiago, there was 1 million people in the street, which is, was amazing, the images. Um, and it's very diverse. It's, it, it crosses every neighborhood, it crosses class it, uh, in the country. It's a very long and, and like very uh, diverse country. So that has been very interesting. Um, also, well, what uh, was mentioned before about the, for example, the performance of the feminist group, uh, that also happens in, in, in other spaces. It's, just, it's very colorful, it's a lot of music and a lot of dancing. It's a new way of protesting. Um, also, cyclers uh, going, they went to the, the president's house to protest. But all of that, not in a, in a festive way. It's always with, with a lot of... And, and, and very deep political content. It's not uh, partying or having fun. It's a, a new way of using creativity for protest. It's a, a tool for exposing and denouncing what is happening. And, and also with that, all the streets are covered with me- messages. Um, all the streets are all written all over with, um, with what the protesters want to say, which is, which is very nice in, in all the country. Um, a very unique feature is that the protest started on the 18th of October and it was started by uh, students, um, girl students from 16, 15, 17 years old, jumping from the, to, in, the, um, in the metro, in the subway and saying people that they shouldn't pay because they, um, they put a little more higher the price like 30 pesos, like, it, and it was this element that really said to them, okay, that's it, we won't pay. And people started not paying as well. And that's very, it's very nice because also the students were the ones that started protesting again after the, the when democracy came back in 1990, the, the country just depoliticized. Nothing happened for a long time. And were the students that, started again on 2005 and now started this uprise, which is 
think the, one of the most important students and young people have been like the, the ones that I have carried this over. Um, uh, the violence suffered is also another feature that it's it's very sad to say it's a unique feature, but um, it's 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 not easy to be in the protest. There's this group called uh, La Primera Línea, the first line that are that are defending from the police, so the other people, families, can be there and um, peacefully in the protests, uh, and they're risking their life daily. Um, I was hearing about all the kills in the other countries. It's different here in Chile. There are 29 people that have died, which is not 2,000 or 3,000, but um, it has been very, very violent. Very, um, all the everything has stayed the same in the political processes, but people are getting killed. More than 350 eye damage people from police shooting to them, which is a unique number in any any um, uprise or even war uh, in the history of humanity, which is incredible. And so the violence is this one unique feature that for us has been uh, very important. I will talk about that in just one moment because I want to mention some interesting things that I think are very unique and they're very nice. Um, there has been a lot of demolition of heroes, of statues, of colonial era, of, of military people, they have turned turned them down, and and it's uh, macho, and it's men being in statues all over the country, and they're getting pulled down, and we have now new heroes, new symbols. There's this dog that's it was called it was a, a very old dog that was always in the protest with the students. That dog, dog died last year, and now he's the symbol of of the protests, and it's very nice. Um, also, um, the the flag of Chile, uh, they have changed it. Now it's a black flag with a white star. Uh, the colors are out. It's a very nice way of, because Chile is a country also that likes a lot their flags. So this has given a, a new meaning to that, that, that for some people, um, sometimes it's a bit awkward. I don't like flags. I, I, I wouldn't go to protest with my Chilean flag ever. Um, also, another interesting and nice feature I really like is that um, the protests started on the 18th of October, and since since then, when you mention the um, the Chilean uprise, you say today, for example, I think it's the 101 day of that, that from the day that the protest started. So it's what it's like October 100. That's so it will always be October, and that's um something that's like in the um, uh, discourse is, is powerful. And well, there are um, also international assemblies all over the world. Uh, people have been organizing in cabildos. It's, um, it's a Spanish word for assembly, for reunion. And that's going on all over Chile and also on Chilean people outside, like me living in Germany. And um, with that, what that has created is that there's no personalized leaders, which is a very common thing in, in Latin America, probably in your countries too. It's very typical for to have this recognized leaders that are guiding what is happening. Now there's there's no one really that you could say, okay, this people, this person is, is has been really important in the struggle. No, that hasn't happened. And that's 
that's um, it's been like a very popular and massive um, movement. And what has done is that people, as uh, Sarah was saying, like in Lebanon, people now are talking about politics, are talking about uh, capitalism, are talking about, uh, well, changing the constitution, um, which is something that will probably happen. Um, and at the same time, there's this government that is in, living in a parallel world, denying allegations of violations of human rights, when four or five international organizations have come to Chile and, and say, this is going on, you have to stop. And, and there's, <clears throat> there's this very strong um, sense of injustice and impunity. Um, there are over 2,000 people arrested today, and the only proof for them to be in jail is police. And the police today has no credibility because of the violence they've used. And they're controlled by a government that today has a 6% of approvement and, and polls paid by them. So it's even, and they are doing more and more laws that keep criminalizing protests and protesters. So they, is it, is the political class, because they are a class, they, I think if not the first, one of them better paid <clears throat> um, politicians are in Chile. In, par in parliament, they, they're practically, practically millionaires. Um, so they're ending their privileges and they're scared, they're frightened. The, the economic, social and political elites are frightened and they feel now, I think they really feel threatened because in Chile, the accumulation of, of wealth and, uh, and, and gaining profit from education, health, pension system, something that has never stopped since the dictatorship installed this neoliberal capitalist model where well where the state is only subsidizing when when privates cannot or are not interested in getting involved in basic rights so um and now the possibility of a new constitution um it's a the the political class made an agreement between themselves in parliament while the people were protesting in the streets and that day a person was killed actually when this um agreement was being done uh, in closed doors, and they agreed to call for a new constitution. But all the um, the really uh, deepness of that agreement is not something that uh, the the people that are organizing all this protest we, we don't agree with it. Uh, there's a a deep lack of legitimacy in politicians. So um, there's no confidence in that that this is going to work if people are not involved in it. What has been the role of women in the uprising in your country? In Chile, in the, the role of women in the uprise has been very important. They have had, we have had a key participation in it since the um, in May of 2018. Uh, it started the it didn't started it, it got massive and and more popular the the feminist movement, and since then we have been protagonist of one of the most massive social movements in the last years. So now in the uprise, it's, it's been very, very powerful. Um, they it was started uh, two years ago and in, in making feminist assemblies in universities and schools wanting to talk about it, specifically in that moment because of abortion, um, the law was being uh, discussed and many of these assemblies were um, separated from men. So only women and sexual and gender dissidents 
uh, to create safe spaces for women to be able to get involved in politics because politics have it's never been for us. Um, so the, for example, now and what what I was talking before, then the, the new agreement for the constitution, uh, we don't have, we still haven't uh, the, the parliament hasn't agreed on um, generating equal participation of, of men and women in it, which is something that we we have been demanding. And it's a small step; it's only a corrective step, but that will encourage women to get involved more. Um, and the well, it's the, the rights that actually the ones that don't want. Um, and the, what, I, what I said before, also the whole uprise started with student girls. So it has been a very strong movement in that sense. Um, we have had, I say we, but uh, well, I mean, I haven't been in Chile, which is very unfortunate. Um, we, we have had our own demonstrations to install the, the feminist demands as priorities and, and that, that have to be talked about in when we talk about politics, now that, that everyone is talking about politics. So we're talking a lot about reproductive work and how it's done mainly by, by women all over the world, especially caregiving tasks. Um, the mandatory uh, maternity as a cultural and social issue, as well as the public health issue, uh, because we don't have access to um, free abortion. To, so um, there's a lot of talk about sexual and reproductive rights that in the movement today. Uh, that, uh, for example, also health is an issue talked about in the uprise, and that we need access for public health. But also, we need um, women have to pay more in fertile age for private and public health. So it's another thing. Also, gender violence that has been very strong uh, in in Chile and even stronger in our um in our on, like um, neighbor countries in peru argentina brazil is it's, it's even more violent so uh, it's uh, we're generating awareness of abuse of state violence violence and now with the uprise of sexual political um sexual uh, violence from from police and i think uh, the the global impact that the a rapist in your way performance had was very unexpected um there was there has been so much police sexual abuse um in especially towards women and children that um, there are many allegations of rape and sexual abuse in police stations which is nothing new and that's why this um this performance was starting to be done and, and it's something that women can relate all over the world, which was a, a very strong for, for Chile. It was even more powerful for us to see this happening all over the world. Uh, there was even censorship in many countries. Um, and it's, they're censoring our, our body, you know? And we can't express ourselves without being abused. Um, so I, the idea of performance, and I'm talking about the, the way that, that, that we protest with a lot of creativity and a lot of music and um it's um it's pro the idea of providing political meaning and substance to our bodies a way of expressing politically expressing ourselves and on community radio stations right across australia you're listening to women on the line we're looking today at the popular uprisings in chile that started in october 2019 and are continuing to today 
My guest is Juliana Rivas, a Latin American feminist based in Berlin, working to support the Chilean rebellion. We pick up the conversation here, looking at what is the state of women's struggles and gender relations in Chile. Uh, it's very frustrating to think about the long way we have to go through to change the gender relations and the consequences that could can be death. So it's a very critical issue that has to be talked about. Uh, in Chile, we have access. Women have, I, I could say there's, there is access, just it's not the same. I'm gonna um, say some digits, some numbers. Uh, we are raised very sexist, uh, so it is a very cultural and, and, and social element. Um, for example, it's not well seen if you have children to not take care of them or not get out of work for it. So gender roles are very well established and in Chile, in, in school, in the media, in families, in political spaces, of course. Um, and well, for some numbers, uh, in women are very present in health and educational uh, workplaces. Uh, there are more women working in health places and educational places than men. Um, and even with that, there is a 20% wage gap between them, even with the same educational level. And that happens in from there that are women more present than men and from there on to any other line of work. Um, Women also can't work more, even if they want to, because they have uh, reproductive work to do. I won't go into the numbers, but uh, it's something that probably is something, something usual everywhere. 54% um, of people in a in, in situation of extreme poverty are women. And, and well, there's also a very important gap in, in types of education because of gender roles, of course. Uh, there's also a very uh, um, important income gap uh, between in the last four years between 29 and 32 percent of gap in income. Um, well, as I was saying, our education is very sexist. It's something that our um, feminist groups and movements are talking about, especially because coming from the uprise of the educational movement, one of the most important demands was a non-sexist education. Um, the other thing is the, of course, the mandatory maternity. Uh, we have an, an, abor an abortion law since two years ago. Um, it's uh, an, a law that allows us to abort and to terminate pregnancy in three special cases. Uh, so it's not completely accessible. Um, the, also the feminist, the feminicide law for killing women and that was nine years ago. But that law also only thinks about um, when, when a woman is killed but by someone she knows, not, not even knowing a familiar relation in her family or her partner. So for example, there's this, um, there's this big uh, conversation about sexual work that is very, it's not very talked in Chile, it's a bit of a taboo issue and sexual workers, for example, in this law, they're left out, aside of it. Um, and they're being, being killed because of being a woman. And they're very well organized now. And there's this struggle about this law, but also the struggle about, about dignity, about liberty of being able to, to do their jobs. 
and to be recognized as a, as a job in, in law when, when writing law, of course. Um, also, some a very good news in Chile last year was the gender identity law, so people can change uh, their name to be so it can be related to their to their gender to their sex. I mean, it's a they can choose about it. Um, also, very important in Chile is the economic autonomy. It is more likely for men to have economic autonomy than women. Uh, the majority of single parent homes have a woman as the head of the household, as the provider. That's um, almost 85% of the cases. But when homes are biparental, only 22 are women that are, only 22% the women is um, the main provider of the household. So um, economical autonomy is many times a reason for women to not be able to end a relationship or get a divorce. Um, also, well, and coming back to the uprises, there has been a strong political sexual violence violence during the protests. And today, a very important issue is the the ministry, the minister of women and gender equity um, uh, from the right wing. Our uh, government is uh, a big right um, coalition, and she hasn't been a very good intermediate. Uh, she has defended the state, saying that. Um, well, she hasn't said anything about the sexual and political violence towards the women um, and towards girls. She has failed. And we are asking for, the, for her to step down, as well as to the president, but from the feminist movements to her mainly. Um, also, what I was uh, talking in the beginning of this about um, the uh, possibility of women to participate in an equal way in the writing of the constitution, that um, will happen this year, probably. Um, and what I said before, that it's a, it is a very important step, but it's only a corrective ste uh, step um, because the struggle is deeper and then in this intersectional. Um, there is the patriarchal structures are in, in every, every part of the country and intersectionality is something that has to be uh, thought about. I mean, Class, it's, I, I would say, it was, is the, the most important one, especially if we're talking about political organizations. Um, people that are, that are more educated, have more experience, um, have more, um, maybe not abilities, but um, have been told that they can. You know, the, the social and economic elites have been told that can, they can talk and they can speak in public and they can guide and be leaders and others don't. Um, so, and I want to talk also about the, um, the start of the feminist uprise in, in 2018 um, that started by questioning the power relations in educational institutions, also by university students, because of cases of sexual abuse in universities. So they have started questioning the relations between student, professor, between women and the institution and also in the asymmetry of power between um, female and male students. So the critique towards the authoritarian violence and the exercised, that is exercised from power and from hierarchy has been um, very important in the feminist struggle. Um, gender violence is part uh, of all of that and it trans transpasses also other levels of discrimination, as I was saying 
earlier, of discrimination and of oppression. It trespasses to race, to class, to migratory status, to educational level, to sexual orientation, to gender expressions. So all the indicators that presented here, probably the, the, the numbers that I presented earlier probably get worse when other elements are put into, consider, into consideration. Um, well, I have a, a very um, good friend, good comrade from feminist um, group that she would always say that feminist feminism is contraintuitive and that we have to work too hard to fight patriarchy because we have to think about it all day. So even us don't have um, sexist practices in our personal spaces or public spaces. Uh, and now I would believe that in Chile, feminism is starting to be a bit more intuitive and in, in political spaces and in families that are talking about it. Um, there's a long way to go, but it's starting to be a bit more a topic that people can talk about, a topic that you can um, talk about in, in, in the table at your, at your house. It's something uh, to talk about women's rights, about abortion, about women participating. It's something that's every day um, more present. Um, and about authority that I was saying before, we have been raised in a, in a society in Chile where hierarchy is, is and, and must be respected. And we see hierarchy in workplaces, in schools, in gender relations, in sex, in the streets, in political movements. And students now in this uprise have shown us that we can challenge authority, that hierarchy has been imposed to us and that establishment can be changed and, and we can uh, challenge it um, if it's holding us from, from emancipation. Um, that authority that uh, was starting to be challenged by feminists is also being challenged now by youngs, uh, young people and students. So it's, I think it's um, a very, uh, it's, it's very encouraging. That was Juliana Rivas, a Latin American feminist working in Berlin to support the Chilean rebellion. And that's all we have time for on today's program of Women on the Line. Women on the Line is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can send us an email to womenontheline at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.